0: Ghost in the Night with Phil Sands. What is going on everybody welcome to another episode of ghost of the night a hauntings and paranormal podcast now today is a holiday i celebrate christmas so i'm gonna say christmas um whatever you celebrate on this day or this month happy holidays to you i hope you are having a great day with your families and i hope you have a great new year now i wasn't going to do a podcast today or next week actually but Something, it was just kind of eating at me after my last investigation at the Ross Opera House. And I wanted to kind of just do a quick little podcast, kind of proposing a question to you guys and voicing my opinion on it. Sometimes things happen and things start to build when you're investigating a haunted, supposedly, or a haunted location or whatever your mind can play tricks on you and that is what i want to cover because something happened at this location you know not early in the investigation but a little before halfway in the investigation and it, things seemed to build after that i was just it got me thinking how how much does our mind play into the role of an investigator when it can so easily play tricks on us and that is what we're going to cover and don't worry i'll get to that in a minute and it's it's really interesting. I think you're going to have a strong opinion on this, so I want your feedback. So, that's what this episode is going to be about. I'm going to try to keep it as short as possible cuz I know you guys have a lot of stuff to do today and it's a busy time of year. I know it's busy for me. I'm going out of town for 2 days with my with one of my daughters. I'm really looking forward to it. So, let's go ahead and start the podcast. Before we get started, I just want to throw out a shout-out to a couple people who have really supported this podcast and have been on the podcast. I mean, I want to thank all of my guests up to this date, you know, the folks from Fear Not Paranormal, um, Susan E. Rogers, who wrote a book on Covering Norman, who was on a couple weeks ago, and last week, Christy Talone from Haunted History Jaunts. I really appreciate her efforts. I appreciate all of them coming on. And also, Melissa Cummings from The Haunted Ride. If you haven't checked out her podcast, check her out. It is well worth it. I listen every week because I am a fan of hers. I enjoy the way she talks about the paranormal and talks about her abilities and how she approaches it. And she really does an excellent job. You're going to enjoy her personality. And it comes across in the podcast, which is really, really hard to do. And I know from experience, you know, getting your personality out. As you're talking to a microphone or looking into a video camera, you know, it's hard to do. But she does an excellent job. Each week, she gets better and better and better. And her topics are fascinating because she has experience in this and she's sharing her stories. You know, she wants to share your stories too, just like I do. Be sure to go check out her podcast. Like I said, Christy Talone, go check out her blog. It's really awesome. Follow them on Twitter. They're both on Twitter. I think uh, Melissa's is the Haunted Ride at the Haunted Ride or something to that effect. And Christy is on Twitter as well. All her links are in her show note page of last week's episode. But I know her Twitter handle is at H John. So be sure to follow her. She's a fascinating follow. But I just wanted to give them a thank you for coming on the podcast and making this enjoyable for me and hopefully enjoyable for you to listen to because they brought. All of the guests had brought some valuable insight to this paranormal field. They all brought something to, to the table, and I really enjoyed talking to each and every one of them. And I hope to talk to those people again in the future. I know I've kind of talked to some, some of them about maybe coming back on again. We'll see what their future holds in the next couple months, and we'll get some of them back on here and kind of go over some stuff. So let's get to this episode today. Like I said in the intro, that you know I wasn't planning on doing it, but the last invest the investigation I went on at Ross Opera House just two weeks ago, I believe it was, just kind of give a background on what happened my first go around because this is my second trip there. The first go around was very very active. We got a lot of noises. We got some good EVP. We had EVPs. We had a few disembodied voices that. We heard, and also I took a still photo that was, baffled me at the time, appeared to be a shadow figure, and what really made that, if you listen to that episode of the podcast or saw the video on YouTube, what made that photo so intriguing was the fact that there has been reports of a shadow figure walking along the back between the male and the female bathroom. And that is exactly where I snapped this photo. And uh, on reviewing the photo a day or two later, there, there stood what appeared to be a shadow figure. It was a little transparent so you could see through it. It was a compelling piece of evidence that I couldn't debunk. And that's why I was looking so forward to going back to this location again and kind of trying to debunk it, trying to replicate it in some way, shape, or form. So that was my main goal with this investigation was to hit that area extremely hard, try to replicate that photo and see if I could catch it again or not catch it, which would even validate validate it even more. And some of the people who have seen the photos are, you know, they're fascinated by it. I mean, it does appear to be a full-fledged shadow figure. Like I said, I wanted to really take the time and put my efforts into debunking or proving that piece of photo evidence. I took, I replicated the photo several times with the exact same photo and what I found was didn't get the same effect. I even had somebody stand there and where the shadow figure was when I took the original photo, you know, and it wasn't a person because... This person you know was probably five ten, and the shadow figure appeared to be at least about six five six, six, so it was much taller than a standard person, so I don't have any more answers really. I mean it's still compelling, and I firmly believe that is a shadow figure. I mean it just it's very fascinating. Head over to my Twitter account, you know my Twitter handle is at night underscore ghost or you can go over to Facebook it's there as well and you can find that at ghost in the night let me know what you think look look at it closely look at it on your computer that way you can blow it up let me know what you think I mean it appears to be a shadow figure I don't know if it truly is a shadow figure but I tried to debunk it every way that I could think of it that time that, set, that night and couldn't there's no plausible reason for that to appear there. So it's really compelling and go check it out and let me know what you think. Now, let's get to this episode's main topic. This investigation, you know, was weird in a way. It started out real slow. And I'm just going to hit the highlights of this investigation. I will do a f- once I review all the evidence and really dive into it, I'll kind of do another episode solely on what we caught on this location at this particular on this particular evening but this is just something that popped into my brain as I was thinking about the investigation and what happened so we get there you know we start investigating it's kind of a slow night not really a lot going on especially early I was focused on that photo and investigating right there so I wasn't going out and doing a lot of EVP work. I was focusing right on that location. So it seemed kind of slow. It seemed kind of dead. Um, not much going on. We, didn't, we weren't getting the uh, disembodied voices that we were hearing before. The knocks and bangs and beats that we were getting that first night there. We weren't getting that night. We were playing trigger music as well because it is an opera house and trying to get some activity sparked up that way not really much going on so i don't want to say i was negative or kind of disappointed because if you've done this long enough you know that each place is different each night and you know you might not get anything it's not like the shows you don't just show up at a location and spend the night there and you know you get an hour's worth of material in one night you know, sometimes you have to go back and go back and go back to really do your due diligence on investigating a location. So I wasn't discouraged. I was just, you know, just, just kind of slow. So we go up to the balcony, which, you know, we had some good activity the first go around. Um, so we do an EVP session. Now, it was it was colder here. You know, it's only about an hour south of me in northern Kentucky. So it was a little cooler that night. The heater was the heat was running, and so that kind of hurt the audio a little bit, but it wasn't too bad. And, you know, I can you can still hear some stuff. So we're doing an EVP session, and like I said, we'll get to some of that EVP EVP stuff in a future podcast when I once I clear clear it all and really go through it with a fine tooth comb. But we start out with EVP. We did a ghost box. We turned the ghost box on, and started doing a ghost box session. The ghost box was given little short one word answers, which, you know, it's a ghost box. It is, it is what it is. You know, ideally with a ghost box, you want to hear, you know, multiple words or even the Holy Grail, a whole sentence. You, you want more than one word, one word. But we got one word that really kind of changed things for the evening and that's what, Really sparked this podcast. What I want to talk about tonight is how our mind can play tricks on us. Now, we all know when you go into a cre- creepy place or a haunted location, that let's be honest, scares you a little bit. That can build, and your mind can start playing tricks on you. It has—it's happened to all of us, and I, you know, I wonder how much does that play into affect. With the paranormal field. As investigators, how do you combat that? Because when things start getting freaky, you know, it can start compiling. And, you know, by the end of the night, you could be, you know, getting, you're seeing a bunch of stuff that might not really be there just because your senses are heightened, your mind is going crazy with the activity, you're expecting activity because you got one little thing that. Might have been a little creepy, might have been a little sinister. So, how much of an effect does that play on us as investigators? You know, I'm. Sh- it's a person-by-person problem. I mean, some people can deal with it better than others. But, how do you combat that? I know, I don't, I try to, I do it by really focusing on the scientific and the debunking side of the investigation not everything is paranormal and i try to keep that in mind as i'm doing an investigation even in the heat of the moment i am trying to debunk everything first once you try to debunk it and you can't debunk it you move it up higher on the paranormal category list so what actually was said and this is what was interesting we i don't don't remember exactly what i asked but a response came over the ghost box and i kind of heard it i knew what i thought it said and the person who actually was holding the ghost box i said what did it say and he said it said satan and that is exactly what I, that's what i thought i said i said okay so you know do I think Satan was at Ross Opera House? Hell to the no. But what uh could have been was just a spirit or a ghost, you know, trying to freak us out. And I kinda my questioning from that point kind of as soon as that we I got confirmation that somebody else heard it, I kinda, you know, started poking fun at the spirit a little bit, saying, you know, come on now. Satan's not here. If it were Satan, I think he has enough energy he could manifest himself he don't need to, he doesn't need a ghost box um but spirits do or especially darker spirits do pretend to be what they're not you know they pretend to be children to t- try and manipulate us as live as the living um or they could try to creep us out a little by saying the word satan so how this ties into the mind is after that things started to pick up now the other two investigators left it was just me and Frankie and we stayed for the whole night and we investigated the whole night but after everybody left and after this particular incident things started picking up i mean we started to get some beatings some bangs the whole attitude and feeling of the building changed it got heavy now, was this because the word Satan popped out of a ghost box? And we, our brains were, my, I should say mine. I don't, I haven't really talked to Frankie about this. Um, My brain was kind of put me on heightened alert. And so I, you know, every little thing started to multiply and add up. I don't think so for me anyway, because I'm pretty down to earth and calm. And s- You know, I don't think things are paranormal at first, but I can see how when somebody investigates and something like that happens or something that can be perceived as evil manifest or comes out in some way, it can throw you into a tailspin a little bit and everything from that point on is evil or demonic or whatever. So, how do we combat that? How do you combat that? I mean, I don't think it got too crazy. I mean, it picked up as the night wore on. And by morning time, we were getting some decent activity. But it wasn't a lot in way of EVPs. That was what was weird. Early on when it was quiet and dead, I caught a few EVPs. A few little responses um, that were interesting. What I caught something that... It, Appeared to be. I'm still working on it a little bit, but appeared to be a full, almost like a conversation between two people. But after that, and after the other people left, and we were doing our investigation, you know, the EVP stopped when we were getting more, for lack of a better term, physical or things we were actually seeing or hearing or you know feeling. The EVP stopped. So was what we were seeing or feeling more of our minds playing tricks on us because of we got the word Satan. Um, So that, I mean, I don't know. I'm asking you guys this. I mean, I kind of think maybe somebody is like me who is even level-headed and doesn't jump right to the paranormal, it can even affect me, which I really never thought of it this way. I never thought that, you know, it would affect me in this way or this manner. So, it's something I'm going to have to kind of work on and focus on a little bit. I don't, it, it's, it's perplexed me. I don't know. Um, so, I will go through the evidence. I've kind of half-assed it a little bit on the latter part of the audio because, you know, I haven't caught a lot so far after that ghost box session the evp's kind of dried up so i've kind of breezed through them i really haven't dug into them a lot and overanalyzed analyzed them um, i'm going to continue that and something might be there that i'm just haven't heard on the first go around but we'll see i will definitely bring it or talk about it in a future podcast most definitely if i do Find something. I mean, I've got a couple little things from early in the night that I'm gonna share on a podcast and a video. So one thing that did the video record my video recorded was kind of um, acting up and I was I didn't get some, some things are missing off of it, which from that latter part of the investigation when things kind of or the feeling or the mood changed in the building, you know, my video camera wasn't working. Now, could it be I was late and I was just not paying attention? I thought that red light was flashing. I don't know, maybe. But there's about two videos, sessions that aren't on the, weren't on the camera that should have been on there. And I have the audio because I use a digital recorder and I also record audio on another device that I use for video. I have the, Audio for both the recorder and the camera, or the what I call video audio. I have them, but the video is gone, so I don't know. It's it was interesting. I I don't know what to make of. I think we're going to go back here maybe next month again and kind of continue the journey there, but I don't know. I mean, this investigation, it's one of those things. You go back to get more answers, but the only thing you get are more questions. Is there activity there? Absolutely. There is definitely activity there, but I don't know. I mean, I've never seen the lady in white, but there's something there. Now, is Satan there? Probably not. I mean, let's be honest. Is there something evil there? I don't think so, because my first, that was always my impression of this place. It should look creepy. It does look creepy, I should say, but it doesn't feel, it never felt creepy that first go around. And even that night didn't feel creepy. I mean, yes, the mood changed, the atmosphere got heavy, but I wasn't scared or freaked out or thought, "Ooh, I got to get out here. No, it just got a little heavier than it normally is. Now, maybe it was my mind, maybe, I don't know. I am literally at a loss after this investigation makes for a shitty podcast i know but i just want i got to get this out and i want to hear what you have i want to hear what you think um to all the paranormal investigators out there let me know what you think about this how have you given much thought into how your mind plays tricks on you or how do you keep your mind in check when you are investigating that way you don't have this sh- issue. It sucks. I'm. I, I. don't like not knowing. And after this location, and this investigation, I don't know. I mean, you want more. An- you want answers to those questions, or at least a clearer picture. And the picture has just got fuzzier for me. So I gotta go back. So enough of my little rant. Like I said, comment. Hit me up on Facebook, hit me up on Twitter, or you can email me at ghostinthenightpodcast at gmail.com with what you think and what you do about this mind problem or your mind playing tricks on you. Also, if you have an experience you want to share on the podcast, send me an email at ghostinthenightpodcast at gmail.com or go to philsams.com. The contact Contact us page. That's a great way to get. That's the quickest way. That and email is the quickest two ways to get a hold of me. Twitter, not quite as quick, but generally a day, I get back with you. Um, but we'll see. Let me know what you think. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel, and all that happy stuff. So, what do I have coming up? Um, in future podcasts. I know I'm guaranteed to have one more guest. I'm trying for another one. Um got to work out some details. Hopefully we maybe even, you know, one of my past guests will be on. I'm going to go into more detail about with Ross Opera House. Hopefully investigation wise, I talked about King's Tunnel and Moonville Tunnel. Depending on weather, we're going to try to get back there and I know they've done a lot of investigation. There's quite a few haunted places are right around that general area that are kind of hard to get to. But we're going to try to get into them just for the mere fact they're back in the woods and access wise. You know, it's a it's a walk, and my big ass don't want to be walking too when it's too cold through, you know, six inch six inches or a foot of snow. So we'll see where that goes. Like I said, we'll go back to Ross hopefully in the next couple months, in another month or so and actually we want we're trying to get together i at least i want to head over to gettysburg so if anybody's been to gettysburg share some of your stories with me send me a email or get get a hold of me on twitter um i'd love to hear kind of maybe what i should look for naturally the battlefield i'm sure there's a lot of, a lot of activity but where should i focus my investigation on at gettysburg that's going to wrap up this podcast. Be sure to follow me. Hit the like button on the video if you are watching via YouTube. So leave us a review on iTunes or however you take in this podcast. I know we're, we're available on all different kinds. Uh, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn. I don't know them all, honestly. But however you take it in, leave a review, leave a comment. And reach out because I want this to be an interactive community, basically. So let me know what you think of the podcast, and if you have a topic you want covered, why don't you uh, let me know? I'll see what I can do. And also, oh, another segment that I started was I want to hit all fifty states, some of the most haunted locations in all fifty states. So whatever state you're in, if you have a location, that might not be well-known, let me know. Tell me Tell me about it. That way I can include it on the list. Or if it's well-known and you've had some experiences there that really have spooked you out, let me know. Tell me about it. Send me an email with the experience so I can include it on the list. I am going to devote a podcast per state. Um, I don't know exactly which state I'm doing next. I did do Ohio a month and a half ago. And I want to do it every month, but I had a lot of interviews, so I've kind of slacked off on that. So that is my bad, but we're going to get back to that, and I want to hit all 50 states. So if you have a location in a certain state that you live in or you know of, let me know about it. Kind of tell me experience, and I'll even do a little research. So until next week, I will be back and do another episode next week. I don't know. It might be the Ross Opera House. Or I have a few other ideas for a podcast that I might dive into next week, but I know it'll be a New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, so I'll try to keep keep it short on that one as well. I think this one ran a little bit longer than I wanted to, but that's because I was rant, ranting and blabbering at the mouth. So appreciate you indulging me on this podcast. We'll see you next week. Take care.